Hello and welcome to The Better Business Show, Friday 5. I'm your host, Tom Idle. This is a brand new podcast from us, uh, playing out every Friday. Now this is, uh, just to explain, this is an accompanying podcast to our main show, which goes out on Mondays. So if you've just stumbled across this particular episode, then don't forget, we have a main show which features usually one business or organisation or interviewee each week. Um, so go seek those out. All of our episodes are available at betterbusiness.show. You'll find them all listed there. Uh, so Vix, this is our new thing. Excited about the, the new Friday Five? I'm super excited. I love the name. I think it's it's snappy and hopefully like the content we're going to bring. Indeed. I guess you should probably introduce yourself just in case people have not heard your your dulcet tones on the, the Better Business Show before. Uh, who are you, Vix? Cool. Um, so I'm Vicky Knowles. I am a freelance writer in sort of sustainable living, sustainable business. And I also have a weekly newsletter called Sasty Girl. And uh, you can sign up at sastygirl.co. And it's kind of sustainable stories for young female millennials. There you go. Okay. So, of course, those of you familiar with the Better Business Show will know that we used to have this 10-minute segment attached to either the front end or the, the back end of our main show. Uh, but the yeah, the idea of us splitting these segments out is to give the main show uh, a bit of a chance to breathe a bit um, and so that those main shows are not too long. Uh, and also to give you this, our dedicated kind of news roundup show at the end of each week so that you can go off into the weekend full of vim and vigour, stuffed full of ideas and inspiration from the projects, the initiatives, the organisations, the companies that Vicky and I uh, think you should know about from the past week. So that's the idea behind that. Um, so yeah, each week we're going to give you our top five stories from the week and we're going to do that in a bit of a sort of countdown style. So let's do it, Vix. Um, at number yeah. five this week, it's, uh, it's a story that was mentioned briefly by our guest on this week's show with Jonathan Porritt, and it's about IOI, one of Malaysia's biggest palm oil companies, um, which is a company that's had a bit of a tumultuous year so far. Obviously, it was suspended from its membership of the Roundtable on Sustainable Palm Oil after it was accused of being responsible for clearing of forests over in the Far East. And now this week, Greenpeace activists have closed off uh, access for all imports and exports from IOI uh, in the harbour of Rotterdam, which is the main gateway for all palm oil coming into Europe. Um, And that's because a new Greenpeace report says that palm oil from companies involved in forest destruction, peatland fires, child labour, all that sort of stuff, is still flowing into Europe and the US through IOI facilities. That's their accusation. And they're really making a statement. They've basically parked their big ship Uh, the Esperanza in the dock at the back of the refinery there preventing palm oil coming out coming in Um, and basically the activist says that it will lift the blockade if IOI um, basically signs a commitment to sustainable palm oil supply chain in the future that's it okay well um, number four um, when you think of wine production you probably think of lovely vineyards in sunny Tuscany or Bordeaux but what about somewhere a little more urban and local or at least to some of your listeners, uh, meet the so-called first commercially viable rooftop winery in the world, Rooftop Reds, atop Brooklyn, where else? Navy Yard. So their urban planter system is slated as the first of its kind, producing a sustainable and completely Brooklyn vintage. Um, there's 168 grapevines on this white rooftop, 
which uh, the white uh, just so happens to be a better color for promoting pho photosynthetic photosynthetic activity um, by about five to seven percent in fact. So the first harvest of these Brooklyn uh, grapes is due in October, so like any day now, and the vines will yield about 30 cases of vino. Um, but you'll have to wait till this time next year to get your paws on a bottle of New York City's first urban vintage. Um, but in the meantime, they've actually opened the rooftop for tastings of interim wine, which they've made in the Finger Lakes region, which is in upstate New York. And then along with tasting, there's, there's like hammocks up there. You can indulge in a little rooftop yoga or go along to a pizza and wine movie night there. If they, sounds pretty cool. Um, and the idea is to provide New Yorkers with a great to bottle experience and pretty timely when something like 70% of the world's population will be urban by 2050. Okay. And at three this week, absolute departure from that, all about BMW, the German car manufacturer, which has just opened a new huge energy storage facility, uh, which uses 2,600 worn electric vehicle battery modules. Uh, and they're going to be used to help stabilize the grid and reduce the impact of peak demand on the grid. It's a new two megawatt power station, which opened yesterday uh, in Hamburg, Germany, connecting battery packs from more than 100 uh, electric vehicles to store energy, which is available within seconds. And the company's been working with uh, Vattenfall, which will sell the stored energy into, into, into the market. And this is very much BMW looking to the future, uh, where many more of its customers will be electric vehicle users. And I guess it sees its, you know, its new BMW storage business has been able to offer efficient battery storage solutions tailored to customer needs. Yeah, actually, my my uh, next one is uh, not such a departure because it's also about BMW. Um, so have you seen the i3 or the i8 racing much around Kent, Tom? I haven't actually, no. I did, actually, no, I did see one on the M25 the other day, but... But uh, they don't come out this way, no. Yeah, they, I've seen more recently, but for a while it was like, I never see them. <laughs> um, well, if you take the quote-unquote most sustainable dress in fashion for a spin, you'd be racing around in the very same carbon fibre as makes those BMWs. Um, so designed by German twins Annette and Daniela Felder, i.e. Felder Felder, the carbon dress was the hero piece of their collection at London Fashion Week and is made from carbon fibre from BMW's electric vehicle programme. So the material isn't yet available to the fashion industry in big quantities. So you could say they're taking it for a test drive. Um, but anyways, this, this particular dress took 100 hours to make and is completely upcycled. Um, and it's also not the girls' first venture into sustainable fashion. Apparently, Blouses and jumpsuits were made from recycled glass and CDs in their last collection, and their coats used plastic as embroidery. Yeah, see, I was going to use that. I was used. I guess they're just taking it for a spin. But you got there before me, Vix. <laughs> uh, it's very interesting. So our number one story this week for you to take away into the weekend uh, is a story about Patagonia, uh, everybody's favourite outdoor clothing brand. Now they say that politics and business should never really mix. Well, it turns out Patagonia doesn't believe in that. The, the company's making donations, hosting events, and stressing the importance of local and state-level voting across the US, and it's spending $1 million to combat voter apathy and urging everyone to get out and, and vote green, basically. 
So it's a new campaign. It's going to be encouraging voters in the 17 states where it operates to cast their ballots for candidates who support strong environmental policies. They held the first of two big events on Tuesday this week um, at each of its 29 stores across the US to mark National Voter Registration Day. And there's another one coming up in October looking at uh, voting resources and reading material from its partner organisations. So the store is going to be basically providing guides outlining the environmental stances of each region's candidates. Um, and Lisa Pike Sheehy, uh, who is the, the Vice President of Environmental Activism for Patagonia, told the Huffington Post, we're very concerned that the ugliness and the divisiveness of this election has left voters feeling disenfranchised with politics and they might just sit this one out. And she basically says it's imperative that that doesn't happen. Uh, apparently, Patagonia has funded get out the vote campaigns in both midterm and general elections since 2004. But this one million dollar investment is uh, is the biggest yet. Um, and well, they make the point that they're refusing to kind of support either presidential candidate uh, and that they insist that their campaign is nonpartisan. But but really interesting. Obviously, we've had uh, the TV debates this week. I don't know if you saw any of that stuff, Vix, with, with Trump, Clinton, did you? I didn't catch it. No, I didn't. Yeah, it's really interesting. Uh, before being prompted by the guy that was running, the, well, sort of hosting the debate, Hillary got in a really, really good, good point about climate change, and she really sort of showed Trump up for for being an absolute mm-hmm. climate skeptic, which he's kind of uh, he's now denying that he he never said such things. But um, I hope we see a bit more of that in the in the in the lead up to this election, a bit more talk of climate change and and what each party might do to kind of leverage and, uh, and use it as an opportunity rather than seeing it as this sort of doom and gloom issue. Um, so there we have it, Friday, our very first Friday Five. Five stories for you to take away into the weekend. I mean, Vix, how do you think it went as a first run? Not, not bad at all. Pretty succinct, I think. Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I think we can do a bit less rambling, give people what they want. Um, but we hope you'll join us. You know, hope you'll join us. Not just you, Vix, but we hope our audience joins us every Friday. Is why we we digest the news stories and the developments from across the world of sustainable business that we think you should be on top of. Um, so we'll be back again next Friday. So until then, we'll see you then. The Friday Five is a weekly offshoot of The Better Business Show, our main podcasts featuring the very best entrepreneurs, innovators and startups proving sustainable business models do and can work. Go out every Monday. Don't miss an episode by signing up to our weekly Better Business Show newsletter at betterbusiness.show. Of course, you can also subscribe by finding us on iTunes or SoundCloud. Just search for Better Business Show. And don't forget, you can also follow me, host Tom Idle, on Twitter at Tom idle the better business show your weekly podcast for organizations that want to change the world